Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello and welcome back. I am in the middle of making some chicken tortilla soup, kind of. I kind of like used the recipe for the baseline and then went rogue on it. Um, also, if anyone has any tips for how to actually cook a reasonable sized portion of soup, please tell me because I have a vat of it that I feel like could probably serve about 13. (laughs) I just, I don't know how you do it. I do not know how you cook for two or, you know, even four because I'm a big leftovers person. David isn't, which fine. It's weird to me. I love leftovers. Makes life so much easier. Uh, but 13 servings is a little bit much. So if you have any tips or suggestions on that, uh, let me know. Okay, don't be brainwashed by other people's insecurities. We're all brainwashed to a certain degree. No one's like running around here with their own ideas, with their own beliefs. I mean, everyone is influenced and brainwashed and pushed into a certain direction based on who we hang out with, uh, how much money we make, the state that we live in, the social groups we're in, the sports we participate in, the Facebook groups we're in. I mean, the age that we are. Not a single person isn't brainwashed to a certain degree. So I just want to put that out there first. But the reason this came up for me was because when I had Miles and everyone found out he was in the NICU, I swear to you. So let me back up. I had Miles. He went to the NICU. I came home. After two or three days, two days in the hospital. And I, my thought was, thank goodness, this is great. I get to go home. I get to like chill. I'm going to try and figure out this pumping routine. Uh, We're still in an Airbnb. I don't have a nursery set up. We have no diapers. We have no changing table. If we had to bring this kid home right now, we would be kind of screwed, honestly. Uh, When we had the baby, they're like, do you have a bassinet? I was like, no, (laughs) we're not even in our actual home right now. Uh, So when I left the hospital without my child, I thought this is such a relief. It's such a relief to have... At the time, I really had no idea. I had like a week or two that he was going to be in the hospital just because I made it up. Uh, But I was like, it's so it's going to be so nice to like have a a week or two to just get things set up and figure out where we're going to be living and, and like get diapers and wipes and all this stuff. And over the next 
week or so as I started telling people that I had the baby because not a lot of people knew. And then after I posted the video on Instagram, I got more messages. And I kid you not, after probably the 10th person said this sentence to me, I started thinking, I must be a horrible person. Obviously, I should feel bad about this. And the statement that kept getting said to me over and over and over, I mean, legitimately 10 times, if not more, it must be so hard. How are you doing? It must be so hard to have your baby in the NICU, to leave your kid. It must be so hard to not be able to be with him all of the time. It must be so hard for you to not see him all of the time every day. Now, it originally, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. This is great. We went out to dinner. <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, he's taken care of. He didn't have any health issues. He's just a preemie. He, you know, I got really lucky. He's he's healthy. He's strong still right now. He just, you don't tend to develop this birth or uh, suck, swallow, breathe reflex until like week 37. So he's just, he's just so small. He just needs to grow a little bit, but he's super healthy. And so, we left the hospital. We went out to dinner. We were like, just came home, watched a movie. Um, but after all of those comments, like the exact same thing over a week of it, I thought, I should feel bad about this. I should feel bad. Obviously, I should. I mean, all of these people have said the exact same thing to me. And it's not like they got together and said, hey, let's all say this so she feels bad. They all are saying this, and most of them are moms, are saying it because like they think this and clearly I should think this. Now, let me just say this really quick. If you're someone that did say this to me, please know that I'm not mad. I'm not offended. I get so sick and tired of everyone being offended by everything anyone says. Listen, you never know what you should say in moments like this. You never know what you should say when someone dies. You never know what you should say when someone gets sick. You never know what you should say when there's a hard time. We say weird things all of the time, and I think people just need to chill out about all of it because there is no manual for like the perfect things to say. In life, it is completely situational. It's completely dependent upon that person and what their needs are. So, if you are someone that said that, or you're like, oh my gosh, should I say this? Please know that I am not thinking about it like in my brain about you specifically. I, and it is making for a great podcast episode. So, thank you for saying it. Uh, and I'm not mad. I'm not offended. I just, I found it very interesting because I started to feel like I should believe their own beliefs, their own insecurities. Obviously, this is something I should feel bad about. And then I felt bad for not feeling bad for like five seconds. But then a nurse told me, oh, great, you get to go home without your baby. That's got to be kind of nice. She was the first person to say that to me. And I was like, thank you. Yes. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. I feel kind of relieved to just go home and settle in. Now, I will say, because I'm not a complete monster, (laughs) 
that about a week later, it was Friday, we were going out to dinner again because we were driving. I mean, it's been just drive, drive, drive back and forth from the hospital. Um, We went out to dinner and I was like, you know what? I kind of, I do kind of miss Miles. So it was like a week. It was a full week. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a bummer. Like, it'd be cool if you were here. Um, And, you know, now we're going on like week three, two and a half. So he hasn't been, he's not three weeks old yet, two and a half weeks. Um, and he's probably still going to be in there for another week or so another week or two, as soon as he can start feeding himself, he'll be able to come home. But so now I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to stop driving. I'm ready to just have him here and have it be simple. But where in your life do you actually feel great about something? And then all of the sudden, all of your peers, people around you, people on social media start talking about a certain thing in a certain way. And you're like, oh, damn, I should care about this. I should want that. I should be insecure about this thing. I mean, this is why body image talk, like tearing yourself apart, is so terrible and just annoying and literally no one ever benefits from you tearing your body apart in a social sitting a social situation the person tearing their body apart in a social situation is doing so because they think it's the right thing to do they have been brainwashed as well they are seeing the same things on the same magazine on the same social media profiles as you and they're like oh Obviously, the way that I look is disgusting or the food that I'm choosing to eat is not the right choice. So I better say something about it so they know I know I shouldn't be doing this. See that? You see all of that? Just the shenanigans that we put ourselves through because you've been brainwashed by your surroundings or your peers to think oh, I can't just eat a cheeseburger and fries for lunch. I need to explain why I'm eating this. I need to defend my choice. I need to explain that it's because I didn't eat a lot earlier or I haven't had one in months. Instead of just eating the damn cheeseburger. You see what I'm saying here? If you're in a... I mean, we it's it's really easy to think about this, to kind of put a little bit of space maybe from where you're at and your own brainwashing things or buying into other people's insecurities. Think about being a teenager, okay? When I was a teenager, this was when Abercrombie and Fitch was like the hottest. And I did watch that documentary on Netflix, by the way. Uh, and it's not that... I knew anything about Abercrombie. I didn't know any. I mean, I still don't know anything about it. I was buying into the hype. I was being brainwashed. I was being marketed to. I was being sold to. This is what you wear if you're a cool kid. This is what the popular kids do. This is where they shop obviously. This is how they wear their tank tops. This is how they layer their shirts. These are the shoes that they wear. You've probably seen any teen out there that, you know, they think they're being really original. They're not. They're just copying their peers, whatever it is, 
right? They're not, it's not some unique idea. And you see that and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's the fad now. It's the fad now. But we don't ever think about it for ourselves because often with teens, it's like clothing or hairstyles or like games or whatever. But for adults, for us, we don't really think about ourselves in that way. But if you're in a friend group where everyone is starting Whole30 on January 1, I would be willing to bet you are at one point or another going to think, should I do that? Should I be doing that too? Or if you're with a bunch of people that are sober and they don't drink, guess what? You probably just naturally won't drink as much either because you're thinking differently. They're living differently. You're just naturally gravitating towards a different choice. This is why your peers, your social circle, the people you spend time with, the people that you follow on social media is so important. Because when you're following chicks that have the body of a 16-year-old that, you know, whatever is so wildly unattainable for you, and that's all you're seeing all day long, one after the other, guess what? You're going to feel terrible about your body because you are believing that. It's what you're seeing. It's what you're consuming relentlessly, absolutely relentlessly. Another thing that this can show up, I'm going to give you a couple different examples. If you're like, no, the food and body stuff doesn't really relate. Okay. Something else like a hot topic is money. Money, your diet, and your religion, they are all kind of the same. Like people have very, very strong, and your political stance, very, like, honestly, they're all tied. People have extremely strong beliefs on money, their own ideas on money. It's hard to make money. There's never enough money. Money, if you're like fucking spiritual person on Instagram that's selling money coaching, you're like, money flows to me. I am a magnetic force for money or whatever they talk about. I can't stand those people. (laughs) Uh, But you know what I'm saying? Like they have their own belief about it. So if there's something that you want to buy, whether it's coaching with me, whether it's an insanely expensive bag, whether it's a vacation, whether it's a type of procedure that you want done, and you talk to other people and they're like, oh my gosh, do you really want to spend that much money on that? That is their own insecurity. That is their own relationship to money. My largest investments, I have not uh, consulted anyone because I knew to someone else, not in my position, not in my life, not with my ambitions, not with my feelings, not with my brain, it will seem crazy. I'm well aware of that. And I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to explain why I'm choosing to do this. Because I know people have major hangups and beliefs and crazy relationships with money. 
Another one is your career. I work with women all of the time that have amazing jobs that people, I mean, if they think, these people think if they got that job, they'd be set. Life would be made. They'd have it in the bag. If they made that salary, ugh, they're done. They just get to coast. And yet these women I work with are like, I'm kind of over it. Honestly, at this point, I'd rather work in a freaking bookstore than go to this job again. (laughs) And if you consult other people about this, or if you're just in a group conversation, their own insecurities are going to come up. Oh my gosh, your job is so good. You're so lucky. Ugh, my job's stupid. I don't, it's not, it's, it's pointless. It, It has no purpose. It has no meaning. I barely make any money and this, that, and the other. Yours is perfect. Oh my gosh. Wait, you want to quit your job? That's crazy. Why? Why would you ever want to leave that? That's all their own stuff. You want to leave that job because it's slowly killing you. You've outgrown it. You're bored of it. You no longer want to do it. That's why. And their own experience, their own past, their own job currently is influencing what they're saying to you. You do not have to buy into their insecurities. You know, another example I want to tell you because I just, I'm, I haven't quite caught on to this one yet, but the eyebrow things. Listen, I'm a, I'm a redhead. I got a pencil in my eyebrows, y'all, since forever. And I've had uh, microblading done and it's just, it's a whole thing with the eyebrows. But, but the thing that I've never really gotten into is like, what is with this combing up of the eyebrows? I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's like your eyebrows are startled and they're just, doink, they're just like standing straight up. I, I, I don't, I'm bamboozled by it. I think it's like brow lamination. I'm not sure. But you always see those chicks with the uppity brows. They're always hanging out together because they're being influenced by their peers. If I were in a group of girls, if I had a group of girlfriends that had their brows pointed up and like spent however much money you spend to get them like that and to do all of the things, you know what? I would probably do it. At a certain point, I'd probably be like, oh, I should probably do that. I should probably do that. I mean, they do it. They look good because I would get used to seeing it and I would start to think that that was normal. I would start to think that that was how I should look because I'm being brainwashed by their own insecurities, by their own beliefs. We rarely question our thoughts, or I guess we rarely question other people's thoughts. It's really easy to just think, oh, I'm wrong. They're right. I should do that. It would have been really easy for those 10 people, bam, 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 right after the other, for me to be like, well, I'm obviously the world's worst mom because I don't care that my child is in the NICU and I find it to be a little bit of a relief. Uh, cool. But I didn't. I was just like, wait, what? Like I really questioned it. I was like, this is bizarre. All these people are saying this. I mean, sure, I had a fleeting thought of, am I supposed to feel bad about this? Uh, what? 
But overall, I was just like, ah, this is I overall my overall thought was like, this is crazy that all these people think this. That was my thought. Why? Because I'm solid on myself. You stop comparing. You stop going down the shame blame spiral when you are crystal clear and absolutely solid and sold on your own decisions. I just gave this example in my Ballsy Broads group. Maybe I've given it on the podcast. Either way, you're going to hear it again. I want you to be as solid as I am on my love for my dog. (laughs) If someone came up to me and said that my dog was stupid or ugly or had a terrible coat or just anything negative, really, I would look at them like they were absolutely insane. If they're like, she's such a bad dog. I can't say it too loud because she's sitting next to me and I don't want her to think that. (laughs) But I would never be like, oh my gosh, you're right. I need to change her. You're right. Oh my gosh, she is. Ugh, She's the worst. She's stupid and ugly. I can't barely even say that because it's so not true. It makes me want to vomit. Because I'm so certain that I love her and I think she's amazing and she brings me so much joy to my life every single day. And if someone else doesn't like her, doesn't like dogs, fine. I'm not changing. Someone else wants to carry mountains of mom guilt every day of their life, constantly feeling like they're not doing enough. I'm not doing that. I'm not. And I feel very confident on that. Some of you out there that are moms might be like, yeah, just wait, it's coming. Sure, I'm sure it will. I'm sure that it will. I'm sure I will feel mom guilt I'm sure because who, you know, I'm a human. But like, I know some that are like it, it, in it bad. In the same way that some women are like just, they hate their body endlessly. And I just, I've decided to just be done with it. I don't want to do that. I don't want that to be my life. And I have made that conscious decision to believe these things. That's kind of what it boils down to. So think about before you ask your friends why you, if you should do this, before you take their feedback and completely shift how you feel, how you show up before you see someone else working out like a maniac and thinking, oh, I should be doing that. No, you shouldn't. They are battling their own demons. You don't need to pick those up. I'm sure you got plenty of your own. Listen, I got my own too. I don't need anyone else's. I'm good. I'm set. Don't buy into other people's insecurities. Shut that shit down unfollow people on social media and believe whatever you want to believe. Whether it's spending money on a certain thing, charging a certain amount in your business, the relationship that you're in, the job that you have, I don't care. Double down on it. It is your life. All right. That is what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you want to take a screenshot and upload it to the old socials, either Facebook or the old IG, and give me a tag, I would be very appreciative of that. And 
I also want you to know really quick that I am booked out for one-on-one coaching right now, but if you are interested in getting in with me one-on-one, feel free to message me on Instagram. We can always set up a quick 20-minute consult call and chat about where you're at and what's going on, and I can save the next spot that opens up for you, or you know, if you're curious if one-on-one or maybe one of my groups would be better for you, we can discuss that in there as well. So just connect with me either through my website, which I will link up, or through Instagram. Those are kind of the two best ways, and we can chat. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.